Xtalks connects professionals in the life science, medical device, and food industries with useful content like webinars, job openings, articles, and virtual meetings to help you succeed in your career. This food industry-focused podcast brings together some of our editorial staff to share insights into the latest B2B industry news to help keep you up to date. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Xtalks Food Podcast. I'm Sydney Perlmutter, Senior Food Industry Journalist and Webinar Moderator at Xtalks.com. And this week, I'm joined by Aisha Rashid, Vera Kovacevic, and Sarah Hand. Welcome back, Sarah, our Editor-in-Chief. We're very, very happy to have you back. So, Thanks, Sydney. Of course, of <laughs> course. So thank you all for coming today. So I'm going to start us off with a story about a company that I found last week called High Key, and they make cookies that I sort of when you look at them, they look kind of like an Oreo, uh, but they certainly don't have the nutritional values that an Oreo would have. So this brand is a low sugar, keto friendly brand, um, and it's going to be launching a sugar free sandwich cookie that features your classic, you know, crispy chocolate wafers around this layer of vanilla cream. And it sounds like an Oreo in terms of ingredients, but it's very different because each serving only contains, and this is of two cookies, contains no sugar, two grams of net carbs, seven grams of fiber, and 60 calories, and they're made with gluten-free, soy-free, and keto-friendly ingredients. So the CEO of High Key in a press release said, we're so excited to unveil our latest dunking delicious creation. We've spent the last year testing and perfecting the best tasting low sugar sandwich cookie on the market. We thought about everything consumers want in this type of cookie from the perfect crunch to dunkability to sweet, creamy filling. So we could truly deliver something that tastes as good as the original. So when I read that, I was thinking, you know, are they trying to be like a sugar-free Oreo alternative? And if its slogan, which is dunk without the junk, is any indication, then I would say the answer is yes. And not to mention, Haiki says that its new sandwich cookies will be Milk's new best friend and that they're packed with flavor and none of the stuff, all of which are apparent references to Oreo cookies. Now, the Oreo brand launched Oreo Thins in 2015 um, as a healthier alternative to its traditional cookies. The products, unfortunately, have not seen the success that its owner, Mondelez International, was hoping for. Um, If you don't recall, Oreo Thins are basically just a thinner version of the classic Oreo. I'm not sure if any of the ingredients are different, but they're certainly smaller in size. But in in summer of 2022, Mondelez confirmed that it would no longer be selling Oreo Thins in the UK and Ireland, and the food giant recommended that retailers focus on the core products from its popular range. That alone, uh, you know, indicates to me that consumers aren't necessarily looking to the Oreo brand for healthful, nutritious snacks. So High Key is looking to expand its reach in the sugar-free, keto-friendly snack space. And since it was founded in 2018, High Key has found has focused on creating snacks that satisfy sugar cravings without sacrificing any taste. And all of its snacks are made with naturally derived sugar substitutes and quality ingredients, including almond flour. Haiki's product products include cult favorite chocolate chip mini cookies, which have garnered nearly 70,000 reviews uh, on Amazon, including over 44,000 five-star reviews, which if you are an Amazon orderer and you're frequently on there, you would know that that is an incredibly high rating and number of reviews. Um, And they're also the number one best-selling chocolate chip cookies on Amazon. 
High Key's product range also includes wafers, brownie bites, crackers, and chocolate candies. And although the company has amassed, um, you know, a following, the brand falls into falls within the highly competitive and multi-billion-dollar keto snack market. In 2020, keto was actually the most Googled food-related topic in the world with 25.4 million searches, and the keto diet market is predicted to reach a global value of 15.6 billion by 2027. There's a combination of factors um, that can be attributed to the rise in demand for low or no sugar and or keto-friendly foods, including consumers just being better informed, um, a rise in healthy snacking, demand for just healthier foods overall, and an increase in online shopping for specialty foods. The market is dominated by players um, including Perfect Keto, uh, Nestle, and Prove It Ventures. Now, with its consistent fan base, though, and the release of its new sandwich cookies, High Key is hoping to take a bite out of the keto diet market and join these dominating players. And these new um, uh, sandwich cookies will be available for purchase on Amazon and at select retailers nationwide starting this year. So, you know, when you see something like this, uh, do you automatically think, oh, they're just trying to sort of copy Oreo, which is, in my opinion, you know, a tried and true snack that almost everybody loves? Um, or do you think they're actually trying to completely separate themselves from Oreos because they're focusing more on, you know, that the health food market? What do you think? Well, definitely from the packaging, it looks like an Oreo. If I didn't read the title, I would have thought those are Oreos. It looks <laughs> identical almost. Yeah. I don't know. Like, would would they get in? I always think like, would they get in some kind of? Um, would they have issues if they make a food product that looks almost identical? That's a really that's a good yeah. question. Um, and I know there are other sandwich cookies, including, um, you know, store brands that make sandwich cookies as well. Um, grocery store brands make them and they never quite look exactly like Oreos because Oreo itself has, you know, it's stamped and says Oreo on it. Mm -hmm. I think there must be, um, you know, some sort of like patent or, or copyright mm -hmm. with an Oreo itself. And I don't know if the, the same thing can be said about just like a sandwich cookie. I think that's um, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. any company can make a sandwich cookie. Um, but yeah, Oreo is absolutely, you know, the 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 dominating one in the space. Um, but it's really hard not to compare any product that looks like this to an Oreo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think um I think you see a lot of this in the health food space where they're looking to copy as best they can a traditional snack like an Oreo and a very popular snack, um, but make a healthier version. And mm -hmm. I like personally, when I see something like this, I think I'm skeptical it can be as good. Um, but I'm wondering for people who are following a, you know, a keto diet or trying to lower their, their sugar intake, um, you know, maybe it is as good, or maybe it's a suitable alternative for them. Um, I was interested in the ingredients, because whenever I see something like sugar-free, I always think, you know, is it loaded with a ton of, of artificial sweeteners? But uh, when you said it's the dunk without the junk, I thought, okay, that's interesting. And I'm just looking at the ingredients here, and um, they do have, have stevia extract and monk fruit extract, which are two, you know, naturally derived sweeteners. Um, but one thing that I thought was kind of interesting is they have erythritol. Have you guys heard of that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that's actually like, um, 
a popular sweetener in some gums, uh, like gums that you chew. And I just looked it up and erythritol and xylitol, which is like another yeah, um, yeah. sugar alcohol, actually there's some evidence showing that they can help prevent cavities. So that would be pretty cool to <laughs> eat cookies to prevent cavities. <laughs> Oh boy. Yeah. 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 Another health claim to maybe put on the packaging. <laughs> yeah. Maybe something they like wouldn't be able to without some significant like studies there. But um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting ingredient. You're, you're right, Sarah. I kind of agree with you that I, I question whether it will be as good um, as an Oreo and just, and this sort of this like duplication um of these popular snacks, but making them healthier. Um, I don't like, I don't think that will be going away anytime soon, but yeah, as a consumer who isn't afraid to eat an Oreo every now and then, and wouldn't mind, you know, like it's, it's all about moderation. I would honestly like turn to Oreo. And it's funny that Oreo thins didn't have as much of a success as like they wanted to, mm. um, because oh, they were crappy. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you tried them. I never tried them before. Um, what yeah. was your, you know, why do you say that? Oh, they were just too thin. I mean, again, yeah. like if I'm going to have an Oreo, I want like That's the right. real they have less of what you're actually eating the Oreo exactly part. like yeah. the, the the wafer part like the cookie part uh, was so thin mm. obviously and so you just didn't get that level of satisfaction and um mm. yeah I mean Oreos are so iconic and then yeah when you see this packaging but you know they call it a sandwich cookie so then you you know you look you look twice and you're like okay um but I think yeah this better for you um sort of health food category has been like you were saying Sydney I, it's not going away anytime soon and we've been um talking we've talked about so many different products on this uh, podcast. And I think um, people, there are people that, you know, are on keto diets or particular diets or have certain health issues where they do need to watch what they eat in terms of their sugar intake and their carb intake. So I think um, this is definitely a great alternative. And I wasn't aware of High Key's other products. Um, they're chocolate chip mini cookies. So they're, they, they're positioned in this market, in this space. Um, better for you cookies, so to say. So I think um, they do know what they're doing. And, you know, if there is such a recognizable brand in this space, I think there is a promise for this new product as well. As well. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think they, um, even though they will be in retail as well, I think um, especially specialty foods, um, like these types of health foods really, really do well online. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's why, you know, they have such a major presence on Amazon. You can't just because not every grocery store is going to yeah. carry these like specialty mm -hmm. health foods, right? Mm -hmm. So right. that's where like the online uh, distribution is, is really, really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and they'll probably continue <laughs> to be a rise in that. In and out of the health food space, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And you know what? Looking at the nutrition facts, um, it's actually really good. Like the dietary fiber, seven grams of dietary fiber per, it says five servings per container. Oh, so a serving size is two cookies. Yeah, it's 25% of your daily value of fiber. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like quite high. Yeah. That's really legit for like a yeah. cookie. You don't really think 
Um, so I, I do appreciate that not only is this like a, a keto friendly sugar free alternative for people who are following those diets, but it's, it is actually offering something nutritionally beneficial to people. Mm -hmm. It's not like an, um, empty kind of snack that's just meant to fill a craving. I appreciate that about, uh, about this particular product. All right, moving on to our next story. So each year, the Consumer Electronics Show, or CES, is held in Las Vegas, and it showcases the newest innovations in everything technology, which includes food tech, and a lot of household names from the CD player to Tetris to the Xbox made their debuts at the show, which provides a glimpse at the interesting devices and gadgets that could be coming out in 2023. So among the thousands of exhibitors at this year's show, which ran between January 5th and 8th of this year, food makers, restaurateurs, and consumers found likely dozens of relevant things to the food industry, particularly when it comes to sustainability, robotics, and wellness. Now, the CES venues uh, spanned over 2 million net squares of spare square feet of exhibit space. Um, but I'm going to talk about five products to um, five food tech products from the CES 2022. So the first one is called Brava Glass. So there's a smart oven company called Brava, and it announced its newest product, Brava Glass, which features a glass window on the front of the oven, allowing users to see the light for a fully immersive cooking experience. Um, while this kind of sounds, you know, like a toaster oven, um, if you open the company's website and actually take a look, it looks like a very beautiful, um, almost, almost, um, you know, restaurant level oven, but it is meant for home cooking. And it has the same cooking capabilities as and modes as predecessors, and it comes equipped with a heat resistant internal camera and machine vision to monitor cooking progress with remote viewing access on smartphones via the Brava app. So you're not just putting food into the oven anymore. You can actually watch the entire cooking uh, process without, you know, burning your house down, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> the second one uh, that I want to talk about is called Green Swap or Green Swap, although I'm pretty sure it's Green Swap. Um, but it was designed to help reg uh, to help restaurants calculate their menu's carbon footprint. This is an Amsterdam-based company that uses life cycle analysis to track a product's impact from production to processing, packaging, and delivery, and determines its environmental impact from there. And the goal is to help restaurants make more informed purchasing decisions. So I thought that was really cool um, because there are companies out there that exist um, to help you know, larger food companies um, calculate their carbon footprint, but I don't know if there were any designed specifically for restaurants. So I thought that was very cool. So the third one, also restaurant related, is called Orbisk. Um, and if your restaurant, if you're wondering how much food your restaurant wastes, then this is a really cool product uh, that you can use. So it can help operators um, by outfitting their garbages um, with a smart camera. So the camera, which is attached to a scale, registers everything that gets thrown away down to the ingredients level. So restaurants can then crunch the numbers in a dashboard in a dashboard, and no training is required to use the system. Although the company's website shows that workers have to pause for half a second while the camera photographs what they're throwing away. So that's also a really cool uh, thing. You don't necessarily have to keep track um, of food waste. We, when you have a camera, 
camera that does it for you. Um, and I think the goal would be to um, keep track of specific foods or ingredients that are going, getting thrown away the most and try to maybe upcycle them or use them in different ways in a restaurant. The fourth one is called Savor Eat, which I had actually heard of before. So this is a um, Israeli-based um, robot that can produce meatless burgers uh, thanks to 3D printing technology. So the company also has an ordering system that allows guests to customize their burger. So this would be implemented in restaurants as well. And they can choose their preferred protein to fat ratio, as well as the size of the patty and how they want it cooked from quote unquote rare to well done. Now, the final product is ready in about six minutes and the machine can make up to three burgers at once. And finally, the last product that I want to talk about is called the YKE Desktop. So this comes from Yokai Express, which is an autonomous restaurant company that introduced a ramen cooking vending machine. So it released a scaled down model for small spaces like convenience stores and offices. So the YKE Desktop looks to be about the size of a computer console and can prepare ramen in 90 seconds. And unlike its full-size, fully automated counterpart, um, it's only semi-automated and and it comes with a fridge that can store up to 24 uh, pre-configurated bowls. So in addition to the thousands of tech products that were on display, CES attendees uh, might have heard talks from food industry experts, including the CEO of Upside Foods, uh, which is a company that I've written about before, um, as well as the head of operations for Perfect Day and the CEO of Supermeat. Um, and there was a session called Scaling Towards a Trillion Dollar Alternative Protein Industry. So yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, uh, our colleague and editor Ryan actually suggested that I look into this because he is really into tech. And, you know, I, I talk a lot about food tech and tech products. So I thought it would be cool to look at some of these uh, products that were featured at this really, really massive show. Um, so were, did any of them stand out to you? I know um, most of them had to do with restaurants and only a few for, you know, for, for consumers. Um, but yeah, I mean, do, do any of these ones that I talked about uh, kind of shock you? You would have never thought that this would exist because I would say um, Orbisk, uh, which was the camera uh, in the garbage one. <laughs> really, <laughs> um, Camera in the trash. Camera in the trash. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is, um, I, I love all kinds of food tech, you know, Sydney, you bring so many great stories to the podcast. And yet again, this is another one with the, the help of our editor, Ryan, but this is uh, really cool that, you know, um, this uh, show featured so many different um, food tech um, products. And yeah, that one also caught my eye, the the camera and the garbage or in the trash, because I think, you know, it, I, it's so useful and it makes so much sense. And I think it's really going to be um, useful for restaurants to be able to keep track of how much food they're wasting. I think they wait like 30 to 40% of their food goes in the trash. And so if that can, you know, help mitigate uh, that wastefulness, I think this that's really awesome. And the uh, Brava glass also kind of caught my eye because they have a pretty catchy tagline that says, um, Brava is the Tesla of ovens. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so make of that what you will. But yeah. I think, <laughs> I think uh, this is, Pretty cool. And then also the uh, meatless burger, like that's very interesting because it says that you can select your preferred protein to fat ratio. And so what kind of ingredients do you know, like go into the that? same? Yeah. yeah. 
That is a very good question. Let me look it up. <laughs> yeah, you know, Sydney, while you're looking that up, um, Aisha, I also thought the Brava oven seemed interesting. And at first glance, it's kind of like, you know, it, I, I wondered if this technology yeah. sort of already existed. Like my oven has a light in it. You know right, I mean? right. And then you do have some appliances like fridges, like they have cameras yes. and like you can connect it to your phone and then yes. you're in the grocery store. So you can take a look at what you have and don't have. So it's kind of. I don't it know it seemed innovative. like yeah. similar to things I've I've seen before, right. um, but looking at their website, it's it's kind of more than just being able mm -hmm. I think to watch your food cook like without having to open the oven door, um, right. and it goes a bit further than like some ovens. Our oven has a um, you know thermometer like a temperature probe as well, so you can like monitor the the mm -hmm. uh, temperature of meats and things that you're cooking. If you want to cook to a very specific temperature, um, but this is interesting because it looks like the the app that goes along with it. Uh, you can actually choose favorites so like if you make a meal multiple times oh okay so they yeah they have like a little um demo so they're saying oh if you often make you know bacon and brussels sprouts i wonder if that's like a pre-programmed kind of pre-programmed yeah. exactly yeah. yeah where it'll set your oven temp to what you usually do and it goes for this long and maybe it fluctuates and maybe mm. it alerts you when it's done so i think there's more to it which um yeah seems really really interesting and it yeah. looks like it's just a small uh kind of yeah oven, like almost like, like a toaster oven mm -hmm. right yeah right. so is this restaurant grade or is this something I, I don't i feel like this would be something too small for um it, it seems like it would be an at-home thing, mm -hmm. right at -home thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 now I did find uh, the ingredients that um, Savory uses. So um, in a press release from a couple of years ago, it says that the burgers are made from, oh no, sorry, this was from last year. The burgers are made from a mix of potato, chickpea, and pea protein. Um, mm. Yeah, so cool. um, interesting yeah. use of potato though. We don't really see that much in in like plant-based burgers anymore. Yeah. Um, so, so that's interesting to see. I've yeah. been seeing them in like breads, like uh, low carb kind of, not low carb, but I think as an alternative to some higher protein. Yeah. yeah and lower sugar breads and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Hmm. One thing I was also thinking while I was writing this is that, um, you know, if, if someone had attended this event, maybe like 10, 15, 20 years ago, I don't know if there'd be as many food related um, tech products that would be featured just because I feel like there's been such a rise in, in food tech in the last like decade alone. Um, I'd have to look back and see, you know, if food tech was, was as big back then. I, I think this event used to focus more on, like I said, like the CD player made its debut there mm -hmm. and, and the Xbox. So I feel like it was more focused on strictly like consumer electronics, but I really love seeing how much food tech is, is featured there for, for both consumers and for restaurants and, and for the industry in general. Mm -hmm. So yeah, really, really cool to see and, and your perspectives on, on everything were, were fantastic. So thank you for that. All right. Well, that's the end of this episode of the X Talks Food Podcast. If you like today's show, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks everyone. And see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to the X Talks Food Industry Podcast. If you enjoyed our discussions today, please share the episode with your friends and colleagues and be sure to subscribe in order to be notified when a new episode is released. 
To join in on the discussion, you can find X Talks on social media. Email podcast at xtalks.com or comment on the articles directly. Links are in the show description. Take a moment to join our community at xtalks.com to get access to everything we have to offer, including webinars, job listings, virtual meetings, articles, and more. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the speakers sharing them. They should not be taken as professional advice and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position Honeycomb Worldwide. For further information, email us at podcast at xtalks.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week.